probably like lots of people listening to you, I grew up in um, a remote part of Australia outside Cloncurry in northwest Queensland. I grew up on a cattle station and uh, did school of the air and correspondence school and then went away to boarding school. And growing up as a kid, you see what you can do. So I thought I might become a, you know, a station cook or a stockman or a, or a bookkeeper. And I did okay at uni, so I did um, a bookkeeping accounting at, at uh, school and university. And it was always my plan to work in and work for the West. And luckily for me, I, after many years, I'm, I got pre-selected by the LNP in Queensland to be a senator for Queensland. That means I can spend all my time thinking about North Queensland, Northern Australia and, and all parts in between. Sadly, in many regional parts of the country, internet connectivity and connectivity in general is lagging way, way behind. Population, which equates to votes, doesn't equate to governments um, spending huge amounts of funding on services. Obviously, the, the main voices are in the heavily populated towns and cities of the eastern seaboard. How difficult is it to change government's thinking on this? I don't think it's a matter so much of changing government's thinking because everybody recognises that digital connectivity is now, you know, core business. You know, it, it's not a luxury to have a mobile phone to, to be able to do uh, business or education or even just stay up with your friends over the internet or over your, your mobile phone or computer. This is now just the way we do things. And uh, in the cities, you're right, there's big populations. And so that means that their government doesn't need to do a huge amount because private enterprise is throwing up towels and, and improving connectivity. But in our parts of the world, it does require government intervention in order to build more towers, to increase the pipeline, the fibre networks and, uh, and the um, Wi-Fi and satellite lines to allow for business, communities uh, and education to all thrive in those, those areas. Uh, and the other part, Paul, is that the world is changing, technology is changing so quickly. So uh, while we're thinking about mobile phone towers, we're starting to see low-orbiting satellites. Technology is moving so fast that uh, it's hard to keep up with what's coming next. But that's, that's government's job and to invest in making sure that our communities are connected equally to what they would be in the cities. Sadly, for many uh, remote Aboriginal communities, and I'm sure it's the same in far north Queensland and uh, other parts of remote uh, desert areas of Queensland, Aboriginal communities, are, are, again, for many, many years, have been the forgotten side of Australian culture, in a sense. This is really an untapped area, and uh, there are many out there who have seen huge opportunities for Aboriginal people in remote communities with a bit of lateral thinking. Oh, you're absolutely right. And that's why the role of Karma, your radio network, uh, Black Star in Queensland, uh, they are so critical to the connection for Aboriginal communities remotely uh, and others uh, because that is at least a, a, a starting point for hearing about what's going on, what's happening in the rest of the country. But you're right, Aboriginal communities form a big part of the population of Northern Australia and regional Australia. Uh, how is it we better connect our young people to make sure that they are able to be trained up for the jobs in their community, that we're not asking them to go away a long distance to train, that we can train them in communities and then be an important part of their communities. These are the things that I think about a lot and 
it's what the Northern Australia Research Centre, it's what the, the Northern Australia Infrastructure Fund, all of these funds are now turning their minds to is how do we assist and connect Indigenous communities across Australia and make sure that they are getting the training and the access so that they can engage in what Australia looks like tomorrow. It's been a, a sad reality that many young men and women in remote communities at different levels haven't engaged with whitefella education, but uh, there's very little on offer for their future. I mean, their identity is, is questioned now. I mean, what is their place in this country? And the nation has to play a much bigger role in accepting and acknowledging that uh, Aboriginal people do have a significant uh, place in the history of this country, but more importantly, going forward, they can be great contributors. I have absolutely no doubt about that. And, and in those communities that are a little less isolated, that are a little more connected, uh, and in Queensland, I think of places like Burketown and Normanton, uh, we do see that engagement and uh, we see Aboriginal mayors and councillors, uh, business people, a whole range of, of opportunities that are available. Uh, but when you are in more remote places, you're absolutely right. It is harder. And I'm constantly frustrated because there is a big push on for Indigenous ranger programs. And I think if you're a young person who is interested in being a ranger, that is terrific. But I don't see why... Uh, if you're Aboriginal, that that is the only opportunity that's offered to you. Uh, I think that there are so many um, opportunities for young people fulfilling and important roles in their community, whether it be in health, in education, in technology, being involved with maintaining and, and developing internet and, and digital connectivity in communities. Uh, there is a range of jobs and they all need to be filled in order for our communities to be successful. And what I'm interested in is how do we inspire and, and encourage these young people to know, yes, you've got to finish your education. You have to be able to read and write uh, so that you can be a part of different opportunities and you can be excited in the world. But I know what it's like to grow up in an isolated place and only see a couple of jobs on offer because it's hard to imagine what you've never seen. And so that's another part of the challenge is how do we better talk about what sort of jobs there are in our regional communities, in our more developed communities or in our cities. All of these jobs um, have to be filled in order for Australia to prosper and I'm very keen that regional kids from right across Australia, from Indigenous communities and, and white communities all get those opportunities uh, and get excited because we are a great place, we are a great country. Looking into the future with some lateral thinking... It is a great opportunity uh, for decision makers and policy and program makers to perhaps think outside of their comfort box, to acknowledge at a different level what the capacity of the local community is. And, and that's going to take some serious thinking because, uh, um, again, historically, there's been uh, not the type of connection that, that has really brought about any thinking in, in that light. Oh, you're absolutely right. It's a big challenge. And like all of these things, it's a two-way street, isn't it? Uh, I have seen uh, so many projects established in uh, regional communities that aren't taken up by those communities, uh, which says to me that they're either not well explained or they're not the right program. And so uh, David Littleproud as Minister for Northern Australia and Ken Wyatt as the 
uh, Indigenous Affairs Minister. The two of them have appointed an Indigenous references group to advise them on programs and investments in Northern Australia. Uh, I think that is a really terrific step forward because it is that leadership from those people on the Indigenous References Group and leaders in uh, Aboriginal communities right across the North who are best placed to advise government on what the program should be and then to encourage the young people to to take up those opportunities to uh, do the training, to... Um, uh, you know, whatever it might be. And and so I think that is a great partnership and two-way street. We all need to step forward and make sure that we're not leaving any of these young people behind. Getting the balance right. For years and years and years, uh, governments have been happy to take profits out of regional and remote Australia. Now's the time to put some back. <laughs> well, you've you've touched on something that's very dear to my heart. And uh, and so, uh, particularly in Northern Australia and in my role as a special envoy, uh, what I talk about is positive discrimination, where instead of giving companies uh, contracts, companies who are based down south to fly in and out of our communities and our regions, uh, we give those contracts to businesses and people who are who live and work and and raise their families in Northern Australia. And I think it should apply right across the country that uh, we stop having this um, this idea where people can profit from our regions but then take those profits and spend them in other places uh, because it is only when we invest in ourselves and we invest in our communities and we grow, on the, po- grow the populations that there are more opportunities. Uh, but you're quite right, the, the royalties... Um, and income, particularly from mining, but also from agriculture, uh, and going forward, you know, more tourism opportunities and uh, and arts endeavours. These are all things that should be uh, reinvested back into northern Australia because it is my belief, personally, that the region, the reason why we haven't seen more investment in, in the north and regionally is that because we have a small population and as people move away to the coast... Uh, the number of, of representatives move with them. And, and so we have a very small voice. Only about 7% of the senators for Australia uh, live in northern Australia and about the same for House of Representatives members. Now, that's for 51% of the nation. You know, that is that is not enough to be constantly fighting for the resources we need to invest in the parts of the country that build hospitals and schools and generate the money to build roads. So, uh, you know, I agree entirely with you. We have as a nation, we have to think more about investing where we generate the, the income for the nation and less about spending it in congested cities. Uh, that, I think, would, would change the way we think of the North and regional Australia uh, and it would certainly um, speed up the sort of investment that we're looking for. To each and everyone who's listening today, you are important. You have opportunities that perhaps you can't even imagine yet. Australia is very keen for you to be successful and involved in your community and in the broader region and how you can access those opportunities, talk to the leaders in your community. Uh, if they don't have ideas, you can you can ring or write to your local members. I'm a senator based in Queensland in Townsville, but I would be very, very happy to hear from any uh, young people in regional Australia 
you say, I just want some ideas because you are important to me and I want you to know that you have a bright future if that's what you want.